Hey everyone, and welcome back to the IPHO podcast. I'm Brian, and currently the Global Regulatory Affairs Fellow at Alexion, AstraZeneca Rare Disease, and I'll be hosting monthly episodes here on the IPHO podcast. My goal is to have guests on every episode that will help me provide you, the listener, with a podcast that can help facilitate professional growth and provide tools that can help you become a successful industry professional. We tackle a variety of subjects here on the IPHO podcast, ranging from preparation for mid-year to how to leverage appy experiences and so much more. I really hope you find these episodes helpful. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone. For those that did not tune in for our last episode last week, I am your new co-host, Brian Arana Madris. I'm a Global Regulatory Affairs Fellow at Alexion AstraZeneca Rare Disease. And today I have a special guest joining us, Kelly Chung. Kelly, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Brian. I like how your name has a cool ring to it. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So Kelly is the inaugural Dermatology Medical Affairs Fellow at UCB. Uh, She's originally from the NYC, New Jersey area and completed a six-year PharmD program at Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences in Albany, New York. Today, we're going to talk to Kelly about the impact IPHO had on her professional development as a student as a professional, and also touch on how IPHO has prepared her for a role within the pharmaceutical industry. So I guess we'll dive into some to the questions for Kelly to answer for you, the listeners, to get some perspective on kind of how IPHO has kind of guided her through her career and journey. This episode is brought to you by Paracel's Path to Project Leader Program. As one of the world's leading global clinical research organizations, Paracel provides the clinical development capabilities and integrated consulting expertise it takes to streamline development every step of the way. With a patient-first culture and over 18,000 employees, they are shaping the next generation of therapies one patient at a time. Click the link in the show description to find out more about their fellowship opportunities. So Kelly, let's start with some background on yourself. What made you pursue a career in pharmacy? So in terms of what made me pursue pharmacy, I think in high school, I always knew that I loved science and I eventually wanted to be in a profession where I'd be able to help people. Though I think I've made the obvious consideration of possibly med school after doing some volunteer work at a hospital in high school. I realized very quickly that the amount of debt and the time schooling with the additional stress added on on top of all of that was not a worthwhile investment for me personally. And I'll fully admit this now, it probably wasn't as much of a sound decision when I first made it, but I did choose pharmacy as the next best thing. But very luckily enough, while I was completing my prerequisites at ACPHS, I completely fell in love with what I was learning and only grew more curious about all the other ways we could be utilizing our PharmD degrees. Yeah, and that's hilarious because I think when you speak to a lot of pharmacy students, I think med school is something that for all of us is in the back of our head of like, this is something that I want to pursue. And kind of like you, I did some volunteer work at the hospital and I said, I don't know if uh, direct patient care coupled with the long training you know, was for me and that kind of guided me in my decision in pharmacy school. So I can align with you 100% when it comes to (laughs) what made you pursue a career within pharmacy. Um, What sorts of activities were you involved when you were in pharmacy school and what were your major interests back then? So I do want to preface by saying that I had no direct industry experiences. I think a lot of students 
think that they'll be successful in gaining a fellowship or getting a direct to industry experience by having those experiences. And I'll say right now, I didn't have any of that, but I personally was very much involved in my local IPHO chapter because I knew I was interested in industry. And through getting involved at my local IPHO chapter, that had also led to a number of other awesome opportunities for me professional development wise. So I had served as the local Albany chapter president for two years and then had later became the regional student officer that oversaw that region. And that has also led me to where I currently sit as the co-chief for the National Fellows Council. And I've always thought it was kind of funny that you chose me for this episode today because just throughout my roles in IPHO, I've always been that local IPHO spokesperson and have no shame whatsoever plugging in any resources that we have that could help students. I'll say back then to outside of IPHO, I absolutely loved getting involved in outreach and also teaching the student community. I was involved as the multicultural club president, a student ambassador, a peer tutor, and a student researcher. And I will say as well, was probably involved too much. (laughs) I won the most involved student of the year award, which is a little bit cringy, but I'll also say I won club of the year twice in a row, which is the award that means more to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You were definitely um, IPHO influence to say the least, but I think it's a a great thing to point out what you mentioned earlier um, in your response. And that's really the importance of uh, finding those leadership roles outside of those those industry experiences that you can leverage throughout your fellowship interviews. A lot of individuals do get bogged down on, I don't have these, you know, these APPEs or these externships to kind of facilitate that experience. But what people don't realize is that pharma is very collaborative. And in those organizational positions, you can definitely play a role and show off those transferable skills when you are interviewing. So that's something that I definitely want to point out for our listeners. Now, before we dive into our topic for today, can you tell the listeners what IPHO is and kind of what the basis is around around this organization? I thought you'd never ask, Brian. (laughs) No, but IPHO is essentially a professional organization whose members are universally recognized within the pharmaceutical industry as being the most professionally equipped to contribute to the development, commercialization, promotion, and the optimal use of medicines. But as an organization, we really aim to advance the careers of industry pharmacists through providing timely resources, raising awareness about our roles, as well as connecting them to networking opportunities and those relevant employment opportunities. I'll say that we recently just celebrated our 10th anniversary and have grown so much within the past few years. I think a lot of people are realizing the potential of industry pharmacists, which has also caused a lot of students to utilize and leverage their local chapter resources as well, and have allowed us to hit that over 100 student chapter milestone just recently. just a clap all around for the organization at this point. <laughs> yep, 100%. It's growing and it's definitely helping facilitate this for, you know, not only students in pharmacy school, but also those industry professionals that are out there in the field right now. Um, and for myself at my school, we didn't have IPHO, unfortunately, until I would say the end of second year, beginning of third year. So at what point during pharmacy school did you decide to join IPHO? Um, and why did you uh, pretty much make that jump into joining IPHO? Sure. So. Uh, Fortunately for me, I did have access to an IPHO chapter pretty early on in my didactics. And I'll say very similar to a lot of students, just 
towards the beginning of the didactics, you really try to take advantage of all of the various professional organizations on campus to help you solidify where exactly you can see yourself pursuing a pharmacy career in. And I will admit as well, ironically enough, industry was initially at the bottom of my list. <laughs> Complete disclaimer, not what I think now would be really bad if that's what I thought now. <laughs> but I really fell into that fallacy as a student thinking that pharma is the dark side. All I would be doing is bench side research, research, excuse me, but I had quickly learned that attending through attending a few talks hosted by my local IPHO chapter, that that just was not true. And they had a lot of different talks from various professionals. And through those talks, I've realized very quickly exactly how much flexibility and potential the PharmD degree really allows for us. It's extremely important to kind of highlight those resources. You really don't know what is out there for you until you kind of go to these meetings and attend and realize, hey, you know, do I fit within this role? How how do I use my skill sets within uh, this particular role? So I wanted just to quickly highlight that. Um, and you can continue with your answer. Yeah. I think as I continue to get involved in IPHO, I realized that pharma not only provides us a high impact platform to utilize all those great skill sets, but also, of course, provides the added benefit, I'm sure all of us are aware of, that nicer work-life balance and the opportunity to be at the forefront of creating new innovative solutions for patients. But to answer your sort of initial question, though I've attended talks for IPHO throughout the second year of my six-year program, it wasn't really until my P1 year where I became very much involved and knew exactly that industry was the way to go for me. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it takes some time. Sometimes you kind of realize right right then and there, like these non-traditional roles is something that I align with. I know for myself, I went to um, AMCP National my first year and I kind of met a lot of industry professionals and a light bulb just went off like, hey, this is somewhere where I can definitely make an impact, not only on a micro scale, but with that macro perspective in mind. So I would 100% agree with you. And, you know, a lot of people talk about professional development, especially in pharmacy school. So how did IPHO play a vital role in your professional development? Yeah, so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I definitely held some leadership positions uh, throughout my time involved with IPHO. And because of that, the organization has provided me a great stage to practice my leadership and corporate soft skills. I think through becoming the president of my local chapter, that itself had forced me to become super hyper aware of the impact of my role on not only my e-board members, but also the local student members. And with that, I had the opportunity to really refine my written and verbal communication, in addition to learning how to, of course, adapt and pivot when things don't go as planned, which is always useful in industry. Yeah, 100. All, all skill sets that I use today, um, if I'm being quite frank, is just the nature of the game in terms of how you facilitate certain aspects of the industry as a profession. So again, you're speaking facts right now, and I would 100% <laughs> agree with you when it comes to that. Um, and you know, you mentioned all the opportunities that uh, IPHO kind of gave you. Um, so, what opportunities does IPHO have for students? And did you give did you get the opportunity to take advantage of this, you know, during pharmacy school and so forth? Sure. So I think unlike a lot of the other professional organizations, 
students tend to encounter during pharmacy school. IPHO is a little bit more unique and more student-centric in the fact that there are so many resources specifically designed for students to take advantage of. There's everything from written resources, such as articles on functional area overviews and the fellow features, to visual auditory resources, such as webinars and the podcast that we're speaking on today. <laughs> and I think on top of that, there are also very unique opportunities to grow your network and connect with others, such as fellows, and gain actual soft skill experiences. We have a Ask a Fellow function, as well as a National Speakers Bureau that local chapters have access to. And for those who don't have IPHO chapters, we also have the National IPHO Internship, in addition to our internship catalog that's updated from year to year that they can take advantage of. And if you don't mind, I would love to highlight the newest sort of professional development resources that we have as well. For students interested in medical affairs specifically, IPHO has recently partnered with MAPS, which is the Medical Affairs Professional Society, to provide free access to their educational materials and professional development resources for those who have a national membership as well. And I'll say that though I definitely had a lot of opportunities to take advantage of when I was a student, there are even more today. So I do urge students to take advantage because a lot of it is free. You don't necessarily have to have that paid membership, but it can help a lot in helping you decide maybe just learning the base functional areas or defining which career that you'd like to pursue. Yeah, thank you for providing all the, all those amazing resources for our listeners. Um, I think it's something that IPHO does great is that it doesn't gatekeep a lot of the information. It's pretty much out there for you to find and utilize, you know, as you progress in pharmacy school and throughout your career. So those out there, you know, listen, just go back and re-listen to exactly what Kelly said and try to take advantage of those programs. Like she said, you may not have a direct IPHO chapter within your school, but IPHO National and the website are great resources that provide uh, professional development tools across the board. So I highly recommend that you all take advantage of that. Um, this brings me kind of to my next question, Kelly. Um, being that you're the NFC co-lead, what made you decide to continue to be involved within IPHO? So it's kind of funny because I never really had it in my five-year vision board per se, though I was super involved with IPHO for quite a number of years. But I knew that that option was always there. And particularly while I was an RSO as well, uh, in that role, I had to present some sort of orientation slides, introducing myself to all of the chapters. As, and I've always dedicated a couple of slides to talk about the concept of the NFC or the National Fellows Council. And I've just always appreciated that IPHO has resources and communities to support us throughout our professional journey during our time as students, as fellows, and also when we eventually become official industry professionals. And this decision was definitely solidified after speaking with Nick James. I'm sure that name sounds familiar to a lot of people. He was my predecessor for both uh, within my role in the NFC, as well as my local student chapter, all the way back at ACP. And through those conversations, I realized the potential of getting involved in the NFC, and I just could not say no to that opportunity. It's like, if you had the chance to sort of customize 
what professional development opportunities you could make for yourself and ensure that it was actually useful to not only yourself and also your peers. Why not, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I agree with you when it comes to that. It's a great opportunity, not only for yourself in terms of your current role, but also for your professional development outside of the, outside of being a student, which is great, which kind of ties perfectly into the next question. It's kind of like you read my mind. Um, professional development is vital, and not only as a student, but also as you transition into a professional. How have you utilized IPHO post-graduation to continue to, de- to develop as a professional? So as I mentioned before, I am serving as one of the co-chiefs for the National Fellows Council. I particularly oversee the Fellows Development Committee, which, uh, though I'm a little bit biased, is the coolest committee out of all of the NFC. (laughs) Only 50% joking. But I say that because the teams I oversee include the social media and marketing team, this podcast, the mentor match programs, as well as our Fellows Database and Publications team. Because the initiatives I oversee really directly work on creating professional development opportunities for fellows outside of their fellowship, I have absolutely been able to utilize IPHO to develop myself further professionally. And with my position in particular, I've also had the opportunity to learn how to manage people from an even higher level than I have before and really hone in on practicing those people and project management skills further that will definitely be utilized post-fellowship. But also would love to highlight that I have definitely been also utilizing the NFC network to learn about other opportunities and ways I could be developing myself further. Yeah, that that's uh, amazing. And, you know, Professional development is something that we want to continue to to pursue. A lot of us are lifelong learners, you know, being pharmacy students, going through undergrad, and just that want to kind of learn and refine your skills as you progress throughout your career is extremely important. And everyone, if you haven't caught the 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 concentration of kind of the podcast today, but it, it really speaks volumes to how leadership can impact you um, in terms of your professional growth. So getting involved in leadership is definitely a huge uh, aspect that you can leverage throughout your interviews 100%. So I would agree with that as well. Um, how would you say professional development has differed for you between pharmacy school and now that you're a professional? I think overall, the goal is very similar in the way that whatever we're doing at the moment is an attempt to sort of set ourselves up for a certain career path. I think the career path may not be as clear while we're in pharmacy school, so we tend to gravitate towards experiences that either help us narrow that down or help us really build the foundational soft skill sets needed to succeed further in that said career path. But I'll say that as a fellow and growing professional myself, we do have the benefit of having a little more guidance from our mentors and our preceptors on what exact experiences would be more useful to us. So with that, the professional development opportunities are a bit more specific to gaining particular perspectives, experiences, or even hard skill sets. And that's the beauty of a fellowship right there, that mentorship from, uh, you know, your entire team of industry professionals that have been doing it for some time. So when you guys are deciding, hey, do I want to pursue a fellowship or an entry level position? Mentorship is is really highlighted within a fellowship. And that's something that should be on everyone's mind when they when they decide on their next steps within their career. And now a message from a sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by the Thomas J. Long School of Pharmacy's Fellowship in Industry Program, which aims to provide exceptional biopharmaceutical industry training for PharmD graduates with an interest in clinical research and innovation. The goal of the program is to prepare fellows for a career in the pharmaceutical industry by focusing on developing technical, leadership, and communication skills. The fellowship will also concentrate on cultivating the fellows' clinical skills while honing their expertise in their areas of interest. Check out more information about their fellowship opportunities in the link in the description. And I know you mentioned earlier that uh, UCB fellowship that you're in is in conjunction with IPHO. So did IPHO play a part in you pursuing this particular fellowship? Are there any useful resources you recommend to our audience um, that you utilize specifically for leveraging an IPHO-based affiliated uh, fellowship program? So most definitely IPHO had played a huge role in that, not only in helping me decide that industry was a path for me and that fellowship would provide a sort of accelerated pathway to pursuing the position I was particularly interested in. Uh, I'll say that they also have a ton of resources to help you in that very, very confusing, confusing process. And I will strongly recommend to students to use the fellowship catalog as well as the calendar we have available on our website. It helps a lot in the initial research process and also helps students keep themselves on track and organize for all of the various information and networking sessions that they will be attending. And also, I would love to emphasize to utilize their IPHO network as well. For the majority of students out there, Uh, they are usually coming from very clinically focused schools. So if you have someone who was involved at your local IPHO chapter as a student and then succeeded in getting a fellowship, I'm sure that they would be more than happy to help out their alma mater. So really ensure that you're utilizing that connection and reach out to them if you need any perspective or help in figuring out the whole process. I'll say for our students who may be a little bit more unfamiliar with the various options for PharmDs within industry, IPHO also has a plethora of resources to really break down the basics as well. The most prominent resource being the Industry Pathfinder that breaks down all of the functional areas as well as the industry skills needed to succeed in those respective areas. So make sure to check that one out. Yeah, thank you for providing that, Kelly. I know the listeners are writing everything down right now and are super excited to research this stuff to help them progress throughout pharmacy school. So thank you for that. Um, and I know a lot of them probably have a more specific questions on what does the IPHO portion of your fellowship entail? So kind of like what's the breakdown? What are the responsibilities? Can you fill in the listeners on kind of what that portion of the fellowship is for you? Sure. So at the base, the IPHO component of my particular program really just allows the fellows to get involved in the NFC. And getting involved in that community provides many benefits in itself, such as the networking portion, leadership, and opportunities to get involved in publications, mentorships, as well as new initiatives should the fellow be interested. I think what makes the IPHO component particularly unique is that there's a little bit more flexibility in that the fellow can choose to what degree they would like to get involved in the NFC. And specifically UCB, the UCB program being an IPHO affiliated fellowship, 
UCB fellows tend to have the first pick in the leadership opportunities. But I'll say that there are other IPHO affiliated fellowships as well. It's not just UCB and students can identify those particular fellowships on the fellowship central page should they be interested. Yeah, you guys got dibs on the committee's first try. <laughs> it's all good. You know, we all end up in the best pace possible in the committee. And I would, you know, recommend anybody that gets a fellowship, whether it's outside of an IPHO affiliated fellowship, you have the opportunity to be a part of the National Fellows Council. And it's a great way to, you know, build that network and continue to develop those soft skills. So I would 100% agree as well. And we spent a lot of time talking about IPHO and professional development throughout this episode. Is there something that you want to let our viewers know? that we didn't have a chance to speak about. So I also want to say thank you for bringing up that last point. Uh, I think because you yourself, Brian, was very proactive, we were able to provide you additional opportunities that you are particularly interested in. But I'd love to end the podcast off on maybe a little bit more of a positive note. I know a lot of students get caught up in finding the right experiences to thinking that that will help them achieve a specific position and think that it's the end all be all when they don't get the positions, but it's absolutely not. Everyone's path is not linear. And so long as you're gaining experiences that will make you a better person, hopefully both professionally and maybe personally, <laughs> and have that drive inside of you, you'll eventually get there. Everything will be all right. And I think that is the best way to wrap up this episode right there. I couldn't have said it any better. Um, thank you, Kelly, so much for joining us and providing these wonderful details about what IPHO is, the opportunities within IPHO, and how IPHO has really contributed to your professional development throughout your career. Um, again, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you, Brian. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you back here next month.